Want more sex in your marriage? Forget the blue pills, jewelry, flowers, or barely there lingerie. One thing more than anything else will increase the frequency and quality of sex with your spouse. I'll give you that answer and three things you can do today to achieve the bedroom benefits you crave without begging, guilt trips, or waiting till your birthday. Let's do it. Now, sex is a hot topic, and everyone has their opinion on the what, when, where, and why, even the who for that matter. But what good is an opinion if it doesn't provide actual results? Results that don't require monthly prescription, completely altering your diet, or hours of expensive counseling. The one thing that will provide real results faster and more consistently than any other remedy is simple. It's all about connection. You might need a pill or a change in diet or valuable counseling, but you can do all of those things. And if you remain disconnected from your spouse, then none of the other stuff will matter. But wait, isn't this a catch 22? Doesn't sex within a marriage create connection? So how can connection be the key to more sex if sex is what will connect me and my spouse? I hear you. For the first several years of my marriage, I thought the same thing. So let's first discuss this, then we'll move into the three things you can do today that I promise to share. Sex does create connection. It can be spiritual and is absolutely biological. When climax is achieved, the body produces a blast of chemicals that stimulate a bond with whomever the experience is shared. This is why pornography, masturbation, and sleeping around are so deadly to building and sustaining healthy relationships. Quick side note, I pass no judgment on anyone who has or is engaged in those activities. I believe life is about where we are headed, not where we have been. And as such, one of the best things we can do for others is to love one another for who we are and who we are striving to become. With that, I encourage everyone to turn to your higher power for the strength to leave unhealthy choices behind and embrace the healthy opportunities in front of you right now. So yes, sex can create connection, but that is not its primary purpose, especially not within a marriage. If you engage in sex with your spouse because you are not connected and you expect that act to create connection, then you will be disappointed. The moment will pass and soon you will remember all the things that caused the disconnection in the first place. It may be minutes, maybe hours, but it will never have the lasting impact as when sex is used for its most valuable purpose between husband and wife. And no, I'm not talking about making babies. The primary purpose of sex between a husband and wife is to deepen connection. It is a multiplier. When a couple is married, first they leave their mother and father, then they cleave unto each other and become one flesh. To leave and become married can signify the original connection. To cleave and become one flesh can signify the intimate act of sex and the deepening of that connection. Here's a pro ninja tip. If you feel disconnected from your spouse, do not use sex as a way to try and create connection. It is more likely to create a compounding negative effect on how sex is viewed between you and your spouse than it is to provide the lasting connection you're looking for. Reconnect first, then, if desired, amplify that renewed connection through sex. So connection leading to better and more frequent intimacy is not a catch-22 at all when you understand the role of sex with your spouse. In fact, 
Connection becomes the simple and obvious truth to having better sex more often. An obvious truth followed by a more difficult question. How do you create and sustain connection with your spouse? Especially with work demands, financial stress, complicated children, communication failures, social media distractions, political frustrations, and everything else that could create a wedge without even realizing it. Through my own experience and those that I coach on strengthening and protecting their families, there are three things you can do today to create a better, more lasting connection with your spouse which will, in turn, lead to the promise of better, more frequent intimacy. First, create something to be connected about and create it together. When my wife and I were first married, I often wondered how we ever carried on a conversation while dating. I wanted to talk about my latest and greatest business idea or the book I was reading, and I felt like she only wanted to dish on the latest episode of The Bachelor or what was new with her girlfriends. Neither of us wanted to engage with topics the other person wanted to discuss. So any conversations outside the kids became more and more scarce. We became distant and disconnected. We wanted to talk. We wanted to connect. But our go-to topics at that time in life were not aligned. Business building wasn't her thing. And as for me, reality dating shows make me want to puke. So how did we find common ground? We implemented what has since become the first step of my 3D framework, discover. We sat down and mapped out the future we wanted. We discovered our vision for our family. Then we thought about who we needed to become to achieve that vision. In other words, we discovered the values that would guide our family. Finally, we discovered why we wanted to pursue this path. In truth, Figuring it out on our own made the whole process a lot more rough and ready than it is now for those I coach. But the benefit is the same. We had created something to be connected about. I could still talk business, but would do so in terms of how it would help us progress towards our vision. She'd give updates on her friends or siblings, and we'd discuss how their actions might connect to our values. This gave us ideas we could then implement. Beyond those old topics, we would have spontaneous conversations that came from just thinking about the amazing journey we were sharing or how things were coming together for our family's goals. When we focus on what we created together, the natural consequence is connection. That connection is then made deeper more often. So today, discover your vision, your values, and your why together. Then you'll have something to be connected about. And the bedroom benefits? will follow. All right, the next thing you can do today is to choose better stories. Your life is a series of events that you have interpreted to mean one thing or another. As an example, let's say it rained on your outdoor wedding. Story number one, tragedy. The cake was ruined, outfits were ruined, presents got wet, the power went out, nothing turned out like it was supposed to. Story two, Comedy. Did you see dad slip in the mud on his way to rescue the cake? And remember how grandma had fallen asleep? Then a large crack of thunder woke her up and she yells, I do. Story three, romance. Then the groom ran back into the storm. No one knew why until he returned with the forgotten rings and a single flower, the bride's favorite flower. Ceremony was finished by the light of candles held by the bridal party. Now all three versions could be 100% accurate. What is relevant is which story you choose to tell. We do this every day. 
your spouse leaves the car with the gas light on, or they leave dishes in the sink and a mess on the stove. Maybe your spouse worked late every night this week, or maybe they keep checking their phone while you're trying to discuss a difficult day. Life is a collection of experiences. The stories we create, the meaning we give to those stories determines our journey. The examples I gave about the dishes or working late likely stirred up your own stories. Ironically, the more we think we know someone, the less likely we are to give them the benefit of the doubt and vice versa. The less we know someone, the more likely we are to give them the benefit of the doubt. Why? Because we think we have enough evidence of those we know to execute judgment on their actions. And when we execute a negative judgment on someone's attitude or behavior, whether accurate or not, we risk creating a divide and losing connection. This is why so many people are afraid of confrontation. They have a plethora of stories that supposedly prove conflict leads to disconnection. But it is the assumption of judgment without the effort to understand that is the real culprit behind the lost connection. Instead of assuming your stories are accurate, ask. And ask with a new story that your spouse loves you a tremendous amount and desires to be equal companions with you while working through imperfections together. This creates a new opportunity to figure out what can be done to stay connected while resolving a possible concern. Decide what your new stories will be. Decide on boundaries that allow for grace to those who are most valuable to you and decide on how you will measure your progress so you can provide new evidence that your new stories are true. Following this pattern is how you can choose better stories that strengthen connection and encourage better intimacy. The next step you can take today is to act on your impressions to serve and support. Impressions are different than stories. A story comes up about something related to the past. It could be the immediate past, as in, I made a comment, and my wife didn't respond, so I create a story about what that means. But an impression is about the future. Using the same example, I make a comment and my wife doesn't respond. I create a story that she's ignoring me. In those moments, we have the opportunity to choose. Will I listen to the story or will I act on the impression? The story has a predetermined response. And unless we've already rewritten all of our stories, chances are the predetermined response will lead to disconnection. The impression is often a thought to do or say something in service or support. Perhaps it is to walk over to my wife and ask if she is okay or if she needs anything from me. Or maybe the impression is simply to hug her and tell her I love her. When you let go of a predetermined response from an unhealthy story and instead choose to act on your impressions to serve and support, you will strengthen the connection in your marriage. Now, there are other situations where your spouse won't even be present and impressions to serve and support will come. Again, you'll have to decide if you want to act or ignore. And here's a Pro Ninja tip. To ignore an impression is often the result of focusing only on the self. What do I need? What do I want? What would be the easiest path for me? even at the expense of others. To act selfishly towards those we love requires justifying the behavior, and it will often take far less energy and effort to act on the positive impression than it will to live out the justification. Now, you may have an impression to get up with the baby so your spouse can sleep, 
or to put the last few dishes in the dishwasher and start it before heading to bed. Maybe you'll feel impressed to get the groceries this time or to be the one who stays home with the kids, you know, depending on the situation and stress levels. It can even be as simple as feeling impressed to give a compliment or to say, I love you. The more you pay attention, the more positive impressions you will notice. And the more you act on these impressions, the easier and more natural it will become. Do your best and watch the connection between you and your spouse grow. The greater the connection, the mental, emotional, and spiritual connection, the better and more often you'll get to enjoy the physical connection of sex with your spouse. In addition to these three actions you can immediately implement, there are other goals like reducing stress and improving work-life balance that will lead to better, more frequent sex in your marriage. I break down exactly what you can do to create work-life balance in this video here. Go check that out so you've got the short and long-term answers to more frequent and amazing intimacy. Till next time, keep moving forward.